Hey, this is Lauren BR, and this is The Authentic Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Authentic. I'm your host, Lauren BR, and today's episode is with my new friend, like literally a week ago we met, um, Emily Ledbetter. We met for coffee, like I said, a week ago, and we're recording a podcast today, which is so fun. Emily's so cool, and most importantly, she's so kind, and I'm really happy I've had the chance to get to know her a little bit better. The reason that I'm doing this podcast today, though, is that I had the awesome opportunity to hear Emily speak this past year at Refuge Women's Conference um, about body image. I know I referenced that conference a lot, but it was really awesome and impactful. Um, And body image is something that I struggle with a lot. So I know the talk really resonated with me and a lot of my friends. And I just thought that it would be something that I think that all listeners should be able to hear. And I know that that's something y'all struggle with a lot as well. And so I thought this would be encouraging and helpful to sit down and have a conversation with Emily about identity, where you find your approval and body image. So I'm really excited to get into the questions, but welcome to the podcast, Emily. Thanks, Lauren. You're just the sweetest. I'm so excited. Yay. I'm so excited too. So before we kind of get into the questions, um, I normally ask this to every guest, but just give us a brief testimony and let us know a little bit about you. I know that's a hard request within a few minutes, but just so listeners kind of know who you are before um, you kind of give your advice. Yeah, definitely. So just a little bit about me is that I have been born and raised in Texas. Um, I grew up in the Woodlands, Texas, and then I went to A&M for college. Um, I graduated in 2021, and I started working shortly after at a marketing agency. And currently, I'm in Houston. I'm living in the Heights and loving it. I know me and Lauren bonded over our love for Houston. Um, And I just want to shout out my girl, Emily Fletcher, for introducing me to the refuge and all LSU things. Like, I definitely have a soft spot for LSU, even though I'm an Aggie, don't tell the rest of them. Um, (laughs) But she's just one of my greatest friends and I just love her. And I just am so happy I got to meet all of y'all. So a little bit about my testimony. Yes, that is a little bit of a loaded question. Like it's very long. So I'm just going to try to keep it short um, and just leave out all the ins and outs. But if you guys have any questions, just feel free to DM me or DM Lauren or whatever you need to do. But A little bit about me is that I didn't really ever get involved in church growing up. So not for any reason. I just didn't have a desire to know about God. Um, And I grew far away from him throughout middle and high school. I focused on just about every single thing the world could offer me. Um, And that just didn't really pan out well. So I was really just struggling with people pleasing. I was struggling with comparison. Um, I was really struggling with my body image. And that was just a huge part of my story. Um, And so that was just really tough for a lot of those really formative years in junior high and high school. So in my junior and senior year of high school, I had two people commit suicide um, that were close to me. So one of my friends, Haley, um, that was my junior year. And that was the first friend that I really lost. And that just like totally wrecked me. Um, And then actually six years ago, yesterday, my boyfriend had committed suicide as well. So that just like completely turned my world upside down and made me turn fully away from God. I didn't know God earlier, but I was like, I don't want any part of him now. So that was really tough. Um, and then that was the summer before I left for AM. So I went into college just broken and like a fully proclaiming atheist. So just was really sad looking back on those years of my life. But I just fell deep into drugs and alcohol and I just like was searching for basically anything to fill that void. Um, I didn't really learn who Jesus was until 
my sophomore year of college. I just had spent like so many years of rejecting him. I just didn't really have a desire, but uh, my friends knew him really deeply and they just poured into me for months and they just ended up planting all of these seeds um, in my questioning soul, which is like exactly what I needed at the time, but I just still was kind of rejecting it. Um, but I ended up going to a discipleship trip called Kaleo in Florida, and it's through this organization called Stumo. Um, and that's where I truly learned what it looked like to follow Jesus and just to love him wholeheartedly that um it just like completely transformed me truly and Jesus just transformed my heart in more ways like I could have ever asked for and I could have ever imagined and that was just like the beginning of a new life for me as a believer and so basically like too long didn't read but Jesus wrecked my heart like he freed me from like addictions I like was freed from all these drug addictions that I had um he healed my heart from just trauma coming from those suicides and depression and anxiety. Um, and he's just like constantly sanctifying my soul each and every day. So I just like continue to learn more about him and love him daily. And all I want to do is just praise his name and love him deeper each name or each day. So basically whenever Emily had asked me to share my testimony and talk about body image, I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. Like I'm just ready for it. So I'm just so happy to talk about it again. It's something I'm super passionate about. Yay. Thank you so much for sharing. Seriously, we could do like six podcast episodes on your testimony alone because it is just so powerful and um, incredible what the Lord has done. And um, I don't even know fully all the details, but from what I know, it's just so awesome and incredible. And so thank you for sharing all that because I know that's not always easy to do um, on a platform like this. So thank you for doing that because I, it's just incredible. And I hope an awesome testimony of the Lord's faithfulness to those listening. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Thanks, friend. Um, so kind of now that we know a little bit of the background of you, um, as I said before, you spoke at Refuge Women's Conference, which we've mentioned like a million times already, but it was just so awesome. <laughs> um, and you spoke about body image and specifically one thing I just remember that really impacted me was about receiving praise from the wrong audience. Um, you use that phrase a few times. And so can you elaborate on what that means and, um, how that's played out in your own life? Yeah, definitely. So my life, Throughout my entire childhood, throughout junior high, throughout high school, like it was just riddled with people pleasing. And like, I know there's going to be some people pleasers out in the audience. So just know, like, I relate, I get you. Um, but I was bullied really bad growing up um, just for my weight and what I looked like. And so it's truly just impacted me since and like my brain just won't forget it sometimes. Um, but basically all I wanted was acceptance from those peers. And the thing that I didn't realize was that what they think is just their opinion. Like that just did not resonate with me. Um, I was like, no, that's truth. Like, it's just, yeah, they hate me. They like, don't like what I look like. This is fact. Like I need to change everything about myself so that I can fit into what they think is beautiful, which is just not the truth. And so it's not easy to hear those kind of things, like those insults, those recommendations, the judgments, like what people say, like unsolicited advice, basically. But whether that's from people you care about or just random people, it just, it sucks kind of hearing that kind of stuff. Right. So I still struggle with it daily. And like, I just want that to be like very clearly known, like people pleasing is not really something that goes away, unfortunately. Um, and so I just want to give you guys like a little bit of peace with that, but I do have just kind of some things that have helped me through it and guiding, um, kind of that new 
pathway, I guess I could say. But basically what I said at Refuge is like, we're just looking for our praise from the wrong people. Um, I just wish I would have realized sooner that their opinions and their praise and their affirmation is just not important. And the only opinion that matters is from our father. Like he judges us not by the outside and what we look like externally, but he judges us by the heart and praise God. That's like what we're after because man, it'd be super challenging and super tiring to try to please everybody for what we look like on the outside. So I just like, I really don't want it to go miss though, that I still struggle with it daily. And this is like the counter opposite way that the world wants us to think. Um, and that makes it really tough when we're hearing the opposite of the truth, like every single day from every single person, like in the world, um, in every source. So like social media, people, TV, movies, whatever it is, like it's, it makes it tough. Right. So I just want to encourage y'all just like take a deep breath and just rest in the fact that like the Lord made you and created you perfectly. And the only thing he cares about is your heart. And that's just like giving me so much peace. Yeah, that's so good. And that's something that I've been resting in and also learning about a lot more lately too, just how much we don't realize culture has impacted the way we think about ourselves even that way too. And we don't realize how these voices from the outside are just consuming us and determining the way we think about ourselves. Um, Because I think even sometimes people don't notice that that's um, kind of shaping the way they think about themselves. Like I just said, like people just, I don't know, it's something that I've had to recognize I'm doing, if that makes sense. And so one of the things like you saying that at Refuge um, was kind of like, okay, wow, I didn't even realize I was doing this and that I was seeking approval and praise from all these people that aren't the Lord, even though I know deep down, like, yes, that's the only place I need to be finding approval. I didn't realize that I was subconsciously doing it. And so you saying that was like a huge moment for me. And obviously I'm a people pleaser to my core and that's something I still struggle with, but it's really nice now for me to be aware of it, at least to kind of stop those thoughts. Right. Definitely. And I think we all are people pleasers, like to our core, truly, as much as we don't want to be like, I do think that we just have a desire to like be close with people. And so in a lot of ways, like that can turn out to be negative and that can be people pleasing where we're like, oh my gosh, I'm desperate for their approval. But I think like us trying to please people is yes, negative in a sense, but I think that there is like, there's something positive that can come out of it, right? Like you're still trying to love other people as long as we're like reframing our thoughts about that um, and making sure that it's not like from a negative way where you're tearing down yourself, but rather like building somebody up, if that makes sense. No, yes, definitely. I like what you said about reframing your thoughts. I love the word reframe because I think it's so awesome. Um, And so I really like that you said that, Um, but kind of going off of that, um, how can listeners put their identity in Christ and Christ alone and not be seeking approval from these worldly places? Um, and I guess another way to kind of say that is, are there any practical steps you've taken to make sure your confidence comes from the Lord? Because sometimes I think people hear that, but they're like, okay, how do I go about that? So maybe there's not any, but maybe there are some, um, but if there are, could you just share things that you've done for yourself to make sure that, um, you're really just making sure your confidence and your identity um, is in the Lord and not um, what other people say about you or the way you look and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think first off, like putting our identity in Christ and Christ alone, like that is again, like that's something you could have like a whole entire podcast on in and of itself, but it's just like, it's so important whenever you're like learning the ins and outs of identity. And I feel like that's something that is talked about a lot in church, which is so important. And I'm so happy that it is, but 
I feel like whenever you know the gospel and you truly know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, like you want to put his desires first. Um, and we are like set apart truly as God's children. Um, and so by Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, we now have the invitation to be in communion with God and live freely with him. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And like my story is just such a testament that no matter what worldly thing I tried to put my identity in, it just doesn't fulfill and it doesn't satisfy. Um, and like, trust me, like when I say I've tried it all, I have like, and that's not like something that I'm proud of, but it's just something that I want to share with you guys. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't last. It doesn't fill and it doesn't satisfy. So, I mean, I don't want my identity to be in anything less than a firm foundation of Jesus Christ. So knowing that he's chosen us to declare his name and live in his light, like for as long as we live, just gives me so much peace and so much confidence in who I am and who I am as a vessel for the kingdom. So whenever we step into that freedom, we're not looking for ways that the world can satisfy. Like we know full well that Jesus can and that he's the giver of all life. So if you believe that to be true, you can rest in that being a firm foundation for your identity to be based on. So that's kind of like the answer to the first question, like about how you can put your identity just in Christ alone. But as far as practical steps, I kind of had to think about this one for a little bit, right? Like to make sure the confidence like comes from the Lord and not for myself, because everybody's always talking about self-confidence. Like nowadays, like self-confidence is like a topic that all of these bloggers, all these influencers, like they're talking about, you know, five tips or whatever to help your self-confidence or something, you know, but truly like the first and like most important point I think is that you have to know who God is like deeply. And something that I've just rested in is that God confidence is so much greater than self-confidence. And I think I'd spoken about that at Refuge at the women's conference, but knowing who God is and what he's done for me is the only foundation that stands. And y'all are going to hear me like say that a lot, but truly like the only firm foundation is rested on God. Like everything else is just sinking sand. So if you know who God is and you know that he is the firm foundation, that is like where you can find like the fullness of confidence. And so that's kind of my first one. The second one is to lean into his word. Um, the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It pierces through soul and spirit as it says in Hebrews. So in order for us to be confident in who God is, we need to know that his word still has so much power and that it's active and alive. And so if we're not in God's word, then we're not going to understand like what God says about these situations and how God feels about us, right? Because we're not fully versed in what he's actually saying to us. So lean into his word is number two. And number three is we just have to know and recognize that we as humans are just broken people. Um, and like, I'm the first to proclaim, like I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And if I put all this confidence in myself, like it wouldn't have any basis. Like I would fail like minute one, probably. So I'm just like, I'm so broken and knowing that like has given me so much peace that I don't have to rely on myself. Like when I am weak, like Christ is strong. And like, that's where he begins. Like whenever I fail, he's just getting started. So that just gives me so much peace, um, knowing that. And like, it's just sinking sand compared to the firm foundation that God provides. Like truly none of us are perfect. I know we try to be so hard, but I can just sleep well knowing that the person in charge of my life is perfect and that he doesn't fail. So 
those are kind of the practical steps I feel like I've taken just to make sure like my confidence comes from God and God alone. Yeah, those are so good. And I bet there's so many girls just like writing those down on their notes app and such, because those are really good and simple things that are so impactful and really, um, are so true and such truth that you just spoke. I especially like what you said about how we're all broken and we're sinners at the end of the day. And I think we need to recognize that um, as we have that God confidence, because at least for me, I know a lot of the issues surrounding like body image and identity and just caring about so much what other people think about me and how I'm perceived is just um, just pride manifesting itself in that way and just so sinful. And so that can also kind of take that weight off of oh my gosh, like, what is everyone thinking about me? How do I look to the outside when I'm like, oh my goodness, no one, it only matters what the Lord thinks about me and what his word says. And also like, I am a sinner. I am broken. I'm not perfect. And so like, that is okay. Um, and so I don't know, for me, I feel like a lot of times pride can just overtake and that can lead to those negative thoughts, ironically. Um, and so all of those tips, um, are super helpful and, um, I'm glad that you shared them. Yeah, definitely. I think pride is like, it's rooted in self-confidence. Um, and I know like self-confidence, like it is just selfish inherently. And so I just, I know that that's like something that a lot of girls struggle with. And like, I struggle with it really hard whenever I'm like feeling good about myself. Right. Like it's necessary. It's not necessarily a good thing. Right. Like it's probably rooted in pride. So you're so right. No, exactly. Um, and kind of speaking of, you know, what the world thinks about us, um, another thing, I'm just like literally quoting like everything you said, <laughs> um, but another thing you said at your talk was worldly beauty is relative. And I've actually hadn't really heard that much until you said it, but recently I've been hearing that a lot, which is kind of crazy and sweet of the Lord to just remind me of that. But um, mm. can you expand on that for listeners and how that's relevant to their life? This idea that worldly beauty really is relative. Yeah, definitely. And that's like, the main point I want to make about like beauty in and of itself, right. Is like, it's always changing. Worldly beauty is never going to be the same. Like June beauty and July beauty could look completely different, right? Like we're constantly looking for the next big thing. And by the time you catch up, like there's always something new. And I feel like influencers are always trying to plug like different beauty things. Like, I mean, the Kardashians are like a perfect example, right? Like they're this one day and then they're another thing the next. Right. And so, I mean, I literally remember like whenever I was in middle school and I had like silly bands on my arm and I thought it was like peak fashion and like infinity signs and like mustaches on my clothes and whatnot. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, the mustache era was tough. And I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, Emily, what was going on there? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, you know what, like, that's literally what was cool then, which I'm not sure what we're thinking. But like, I mean, that's what was beauty then, like, that's what everyone wanted. And so it's just crazy to look back and see, like, it just changes all the time, right? So if we're constantly focused, just like on what's next, or just following the next trend, like, we'll always just be left disappointed, because there's always going to be something new, something better, like something shinier, whatever it is. And so also, each person has a different idea of what beautiful is, right? So like my idea of beautiful and Lauren's idea of beautiful might be completely different. And so it just depends on who you're talking to and what they think is beautiful or what they think is true. And so at the end of the day, I said it before, like, it's just their opinion. It doesn't mean that it's fact. It doesn't mean that it's truth. Like it's just an opinion and it's relative to them. So, I mean, yeah, literally Lauren and I could think, you know, one boy is beautiful 
I don't know. You know what I'm saying, but it's just like, who knows? We might have a completely different type, you know? Um, but it's just like, that's especially true. Like when we're thinking about boys, like, and thinking about how boys perceive us, I feel like is another way, like their idea of beautiful could be so different. Like you are beautiful in every single way, right? Like you as a human, but a boy might not see that, right? That doesn't mean that you're not beautiful. That just means that his idea of beautiful doesn't align with truth, right? Honestly, like if we're getting real here, but basically like, I just want to encourage you guys, like just to stop putting so much pressure on like trying to look a certain way or change yourself in order to fit like a certain box for people, because everyone is going to have a different opinion and they're going to have a different idea of what they think is beautiful and what they think is perfect or whatever it may be. So like, stop trying to put yourself in a box, like for these people, because you're going to end up pleasing one person and then nobody else. And then that's just going to leave you unsatisfied as well. So I just wanted to give you guys just like a little bit of advice in that, just like stop trying to put so much pressure on it. But ultimately like our God or our goal is just to please God, like, and only him. I mean, I'm literally going to say that like 30 more times, probably I feel like on this podcast, but his word and his opinion is truth. And it's the same yesterday, today and forever. Like that is so much like that is just refreshment to my soul knowing that the same God like thousands and thousands of years ago is still saying the same thing about those people as he is about me today and so it just like his word never changes he never changes like the Lord is pleased with us and he loves us and like he loves us deeply for like all of our flaws and all of our imperfections like as we see them he just sees them as perfect and so it's just like we are so quick to point out flaws, but like he has just like delicately and wonderfully like crafted us together. And I just like, don't want us to lose sight of that. Definitely. I feel like at least for me, I lose sight of that so often of how I am the Lord's creation and I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And you hear it again and again, but it is true. And it is something that is so beautiful that we kind of just push off to the side and we're like, no, whatever. Like I'm not that way. I'm not beautiful. I'm not fearfully, wonderfully made, but like you are. And that's what the Bible says. And the Bible is true. Um, Right. And also I love that you brought up just about how the culture is constantly changing. And I'm going to sound like an old person and I'm 21, but I feel like with TikTok (laughs) these days and like, I don't know, social media, it feels like that's happening at an even faster rate, which is frustrating. But I think it's also kind of a good way to see like, look how fleeting this is like this changes within a week um within a day what is popular and what is seen as beautiful and so um I think the ever-evolving you know trends and the way that we're supposed to look seeing that happen has almost made me be like okay wow this really is so temporary that it changes within a day you know so true yeah and it's so sad right like that that's like what our culture has become but I mean it really does does just like point us directly to Jesus like every single time like I don't want to be a part of something that's fleeting. Like I want something that is everlasting and I want something that is going to just be there forever. And so, I mean, I'm not looking to these like fashion trends, right? Cause they're going to, they're going to fade, right? The only thing that's not going to fade is the Lord and who he is. So. Exactly. And then also last thing, just off of all that you just said, I love that you mentioned just like the way that we care so much about, at least for girls, probably mostly girls listen to this. I've had the occasional boy, but I mean, it can go <laughs> vice versa too. Um, but 
you know, something that at least for me, as well as I care a lot about how like boys perceive me and see me. And sometimes it's like awkward and embarrassing. and You don't want to admit that out loud, but like, that is something that goes through my head as well. And so I'm really glad that you were vulnerable with that and mentioned that and also mentioned how like, it doesn't really matter because that's not the truth. And that's not the way they should be looking at us. If they're going to love us, like how the Lord does. And if they're going to be, you know, a good husband one day that shouldn't care what we look like, you know what I mean? Um, and we say that and say that, but it really is true. And I don't know, that's something that I've been also, um, just listening to weirdly a lot of podcasts about lately too, but just how, you know, the man that you're going to marry is going to love you for who you are. And that's, um, has nothing to do with how you look at all. So I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because that can be, a struggle that I feel like people don't like to talk about because it's awkward and we're like oh that's oh, bad sure. we shouldn't care about this but we do you know I know and like I mean I'd be lying if I said that I didn't think about that like literally all the time like I mean truly like it is so tough because you want you want boys to like you right like but at the end of the day exactly like you put it I mean the person that you marry is going to love you like for who you are inside. Like every single like external look is going to fade. I mean, except maybe like your eye color. So like, I hope you guys like your eye color. Um, But I don't know. It's just like every single external like appearance, like factor about you is going to change. So like if your husband isn't marrying you for what's inside and like your soul and what is not going to change, like then y'all are going to have some problems, you know? <laughs> no, literally. Exactly. Um, so we kind of touched on this a little bit before. Um, but another thing that you kind of talked about was that this self-image or obsession with self-image can lead to selfish behaviors. And that truly, you know, at the end of the day, we're on earth to serve Christ. And so I guess kind of elaborate on that as well as what does looking or sorry, what does serving Christ look like day to day in our lives? Um, that was kind of a lot in that question I'm realizing as I said. Oh, yeah, you're good. But Uh Yeah, for sure. I had kind of touched on it earlier, but basically like one thing that I wanted to point out was like truly like self-image, like in and of itself, like in the word, it says self, right? Like in whenever we are thinking about ourselves, like all of the time and like thinking about how we see ourselves, how other people perceive us, like in this idea of self-image, we are inherently being selfish in that. Like we're only thinking about, you know, what we look like, like what beauty trends like are next and like how I can make myself look better or, you know, what clothes should I wear or whatnot, you know, like we're just thinking about ourselves and that's truly like selfish. And I fall into the trap so much. Like, again, like, I don't want it to seem like I'm, you know, being harsh in this, like, this is something that I still struggle with, but it's something that God has like, so graciously reminded me that I needed to be convicted of, um, is like, I don't want to be selfish. Like I want to live like Jesus. And there was nothing about Jesus that was selfish, right? Like he was the most like perfect image of selflessness. And so I think like we just pigeonhole ourselves into thinking that we need to do all these things and like our self-image and like how we see ourselves and how other people see us is so important. And like at the end of the day, like it is just not important whatsoever. And we should be living our lives like fully to please God and fully to live for other people, Um, not in a people pleasing way, but like to love others just fully like Jesus did. So basically like it's selfish because it's just all about us and we're not placed on this earth to live like all about us. If I know anything from like church or from the Bible or from Jesus or like 
it's that we are not here to live for us. Um, we're here to live for God and live for him only. So our life should just be striving towards selflessness, just as Jesus modeled for us. And so I think in our day-to-day lives, like that looks like we should be searching for ways to serve him and serve his kingdom and serve the people in his kingdom, you know? So not ways to glorify ourselves um, and just like finding ways to worship and glorify God um, and glorify him that he created us like for good and for good for his kingdom. So that's kind of what I just like to reframe my thoughts. Like we talked about earlier, like I don't want to be thinking about myself. Like I want to be thinking about others. And so how can I do that? in a like day-to-day basis, like it changes and it's going to look different for each person. Right. But, um, striving towards selflessness is the goal. Yeah. And I think obviously striving towards selflessness and thinking of others more is biblical, but then also you'll realize how free you feel too, when you're not constantly focusing and being consumed by, um, caring about yourself. So I think that is the beauty in that of like, that is biblical and we're serving the Lord and that's our ultimate goal. But at the same time, like we will be freed from all those things that kind of like we're and we're obsessed with ourselves can kind of hold us back. For sure. And honestly, one of my friends told me this the other day, but she had told me that there is like so much freedom in obedience and there's so much freedom in discipline. And so I know that we're talking a lot about like leaning fully into God and like serving him and serving his kingdom. And like, I know that a lot of y'all like might live like really busy lives or whatever it may be. And like, you just don't really feel like you have time for God. Um, but just knowing that in that discipline and in that obedience to him, like there is so much more freedom. And so I love that you said that Lauren. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, and then <laughs> lastly, before we kind of wrap up, um, I think it's super important. Obviously we've talked about how important the Bible is and the word of the Lord. And so, um, do you have any verses that have kind of helped you during these challenging seasons of negative thoughts about the way you look and just negative thoughts about yourself in general, um, that you can just kind of share with listeners? Yeah, for sure. Um, I have so many verses. So if you guys need more than this, like, please just message me or whatever you need to do. Um, but I have three that I really want to just kind of like leave with you guys. And I hope that y'all just kind of like sit and meditate on them. But the first one is first Corinthians six, 19 through 20. It says, do not, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy spirit who's in you? whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore honor God with your bodies. And so with this one, like whenever you start thinking about your body as a temple and as a holy place um, where the spirit resides, like you'll have so much more appreciation for your body and what your body can do. Um, I know that like my perspective was completely shifted whenever I realized like this is a temple for the Holy spirit to reside. Like the Holy spirit has been given to us like freely, whenever Jesus like died on the cross for us. Right. And we have the opportunity to have the Holy spirit within us and dwelling in us. And so whenever I realize like, this is the spirit's home, like it truly changed my perspective on what my body like is and what it can do. So that's the first one. First Samuel 16, seven, um, it says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And I think truly like this is everything. And that's kind of like everything that we've just been talking about, right? Like 
everybody in the world is going to be looking at your outward appearance. There's going to be some really great people, you know, like Lauren, who can like see your heart and see who you are inside. But ultimately, like we as like selfish, like sinners, like we are going to be looking for outward appearance. And that is the exact opposite of what the Lord is looking at. So he is only looking at our heart. And that's just like the most comforting thing to me. Um, And then lastly, like, it's so famous now, I feel like, but Psalms 139, 13 says, for you created my inmost being and you knit me together in my mother's womb. And that just makes me feel like it just makes me have so much peace, right? Because knowing that we have been knit together, like perfectly and wonderfully made, right? Like Jesus took so much time, like creating us and putting us together. Like, and we need to have so much appreciation for our body and what our body can do for us because it is perfectly and wonderfully made. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared those. And also one thing that people have encouraged me to do, which I encourage everyone listening to do is just to like write down those verses or whatever verses they may be, but those are really awesome ones that you shared. Um, anytime you are, you know, feeling really negatively about the way you look, um, and just like constantly writing out that truth, um, is really helpful. And, um, those specific verses were really awesome too. Definitely. Um, but that's really all we have time for today. Um, and kind of wrapping up, you said so many awesome things and I'm so excited for people to listen to this. Like I've probably literally said a million times, it was just such a impactful, um, talk for me. And so it's really exciting to get to, um, kind of bring that out into the world and whoever's listening. Um, but before we kind of wrap up, could you just pray for everyone listening? Um, and especially those listening who may, you know, really be struggling with these, um, issues surrounding body image. Yeah, for sure. I would love to, um, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time on the podcast. I thank you for um, Lauren and who she is and how she's serving you and the kingdom with this podcast, Lord. Um, I just pray for every single girl on the other side of this who's listening in. Lord, I pray that they would recognize their body as a temple, um, that they would recognize their body as something that you reside in and that you knit together and that is perfect in your eyes, Lord. Um, I just pray that they know that they are perfectly and wonderfully made and they full they feel that, Lord. Um, I just pray that whatever has happened and kind of led them to have these thoughts um, about themselves, like negative, whatever it may be, Lord, um, I just pray that they would lay that at the foot of the cross. Um, I pray that they would give it to you fully, Lord. Um, I pray that they would just take captive of those thoughts that are hindering them and making them feel less than Lord. And I just pray that they would just give it to you, Father. Um, You're just so good to us and you chase us down and you love us so deeply. And I just pray that each and every person has that relationship with you, Lord, um, and that knows you deeper and just wants to glorify you and glorify the kingdom, God. So I just praise you and I thank you for who you are and what you've done in our lives, Lord. Um, it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. And also really quick before we wrap up, is there any last pieces of advice or anything that you didn't get to say or talk about that you want to mention before we wrap up? But if not, that's okay too. No, yeah, there actually was. So one thing that's really helped me of like, kind of, I sort of prayed about it, right? Was taking captive your thoughts. Like what's really given me so much peace is like, you can't always control your first thought, but you can always control your second. Right. And so there's so much grace in that, like knowing that maybe that first thought is 
not of the Lord and it's really hard on you or you're thinking about, you know, how somebody judged you or what someone said about you or whatever it may be. But like just knowing that that second thought is, you know, could be affirming to the Lord um, and affirming what the Lord says about you and your body. Like that has helped me so much of kind of like taking captive my thoughts and my heart, you know? So it's really good. I've never heard that before that you can't always control your first thought, but you can control your second. That's really good. I've, especially for someone like me that like can go into these crazy spirals. That's, um, me too, girl, me too. Um, but I think that's all the time we have and thank you again for doing this and thank y'all everyone for listening. Um, this was a super encouraging and just helpful episode as well, um, with all the practical tips. And so I hope that everyone listening, um, is really able to soak this in, um, and not just listen to this passively, but let this become, um, you know, active actions in their life. Um, but thank you, Emily, for being on here and thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Thanks, Lauren. You're the best. Thank you. Um, Y'all will hear from me next week.